Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Hi, One Hope, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Joel Price, and today we'll be reading out of Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 through 9. Uh, When I saw this as an assignment, I thought, great, only a couple of verses, I can do that. And then I read the verses, and I thought, oh, Peter, why did you give me those verses? (laughs) I probably should be blaming God on this one. He has a a sense of humor. Uh, These verses out of Galatians are, are some of my least favorite in the Bible, not because they're not powerful or full of truth, but because they're very convicting to me. And they're ones that I've struggled with in times of doubt. They're ones that I've struggled with when I, uh, when I try to hold myself up to a standard that I just don't meet. So without uh, belaboring the point, it's only a few verses, so let me read them to you. It says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will reap from the Spirit eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So, I'm sure you're very uplifted after those three verses. And I'll just say, these are tough for me. It starts with God is not mocked. That That's one of those things that that when you grow up, I guess the way I do, and someone says, you know, don't make fun of me, that's a challenge. That's Those are fighting words. God is not mocked for whatever one sows that he also shall reap. That is a, that's a shot across the bow. I like to live in grace. We should like to live in grace. But mostly I like to live in grace because it is a, it's the safety of low expectations. And this is a verse that reminds me that God's grace does not come because he has low standards. God's grace is specifically because of his high standards and he will not be mocked. This isn't a joke, he says. Take my word lightly at your own peril. For you will reap what you sow. If you sow to your flesh, you will reap corruption. Whoo! I, I, I don't know about you guys. Hopefully you're not listening to this in the morning because this is a hard way to start the day. If you reap or if you sow to your flesh, you will reap corruption. How does this play into grace? How are these verses about grace at all? Well, thank you for asking, because I I did actually uh, pray on this a bit, think about this a lot. And I think I had a little bit of a breakthrough for myself, hopefully for you as well. So I had to think about it a second. God is not mocked. On the surface, these verses are talking about judgment, that there's consequences for sin. And I think that is true. There are consequences for sin. But in the context of Galatians and Galatians 6, 
and especially in in what we know of the gospel as it's laid out in Romans and other books, that's not the message. The message isn't one of condemnation. It is not a message of of death and corruption. It's a, it's a message of hope. The gospel is the good news of hope and grace and forgiveness. So then what does it mean to sow to the flesh? And what does it mean to sow to the spirit? And as I was thinking about that, it became clear to me that what I'm really thinking about is fruit, not the seed. It says, for one who sows to his own flesh. And what that means is plant. To sow is to plant. What do you feed? Are you feeding your flesh? Well, if so, the fruit will be corruption. Or are you feeding the spirit? And if so, then the fruit is eternal life. In fact, we know what the fruit is. We know what the fruit of the spirit is. Fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And if those are the fruits of the Spirit, then it, it seems that the fruit of the flesh should be something where those, those are absent. So as I was thinking about how do I know if I'm sowing to my flesh or if I'm sowing to, to the Spirit? Well, on the one hand, I know that if my life is full of love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self faithfulness and self-control if i if i have those things in my life if those if people were to watch me and they'd say oh joel is full of love joel joel is joyful joy or there is a there's a peace around joel he has immense self-control if you're saying those things pretty good chance that i'm sowing to the spirit then what does it look like if i'm sowing to the flesh and besides uh, sinful behaviors of, of, of lust and greed and, and coveting and etc. What does it look like? Well, if if the fruit of the spirit is love, then the fruit of the spirit or fruit of flesh is apathy. It's not hate. It's that you don't care about your neighbor. It's that you don't have love for the world. You have apathy for the world. Instead of joy, maybe it's dissatisfaction. Are you walking through life with joy in your heart? Are you walking constantly dissatisfied and angry at the world? Are you full of peace or are you full of conflict? Is When people watch your life, do they see peace or do they see conflict? Patience or impatience? Kindness or inconsiderate, inconsiderateness? Inconsideracy? Is that a word? I don't know. Are you inconsiderate? Are you mean? Or are you kind? Is there evil or goodness? Gentleness. Well, this is a hard one because I tend to be pretty abrupt. But the fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. I'm not hard. It isn't harsh. Isn't isn't abrupt. It isn't rough. Are you trustworthy? Do you have the fruit of faithfulness? Or are you not someone that people can count on? And do you have self-control or are you impulsive? Do you go with 
with what you want now? Do you go after the thing that is right in front of you? Do you have the patience to wait for delayed gratification? Do you do the thing that's good for you rather than the thing that you want? Where's your self-control? I know that list that I just had for fruit of the flesh. I fail on pretty much every one of those. And unfortunately, that's probably a pretty good indication that I am spending too much time sowing to the flesh. And the result is corruption. Because those who sow to the Spirit reap eternal life. One more thing on fruit. Because it hit me that what do you sow but the seed? And I sow that seed to the Spirit, but what is a seed but the nutrient within the fruit? What makes a fruit fruit is it has a kernel of the seed in it. So how do we sow the Spirit? We connect with the Spirit. But that doesn't, that doesn't end this verse. There's still that last verse, verse 9, that says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And let me say, I actually like this verse almost as as little as I like the first verse. <laughs> it seems to indicate that there's we're back to human effort. For in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So the reaping is somehow connected to my effort and not giving up. And that just gets me back into having to work hard again. And I can't do it. When I work hard, I fail. And again, this is why I don't like these verses. Because when I don't spend time thinking about them and praying on them and I just read them at surface level, they're discouraging. But I know that's not true. And so I must be missing something. And I went back to it again and I thought, okay, God, this can't be a contradiction. This can't be a message about I have to work my way into reaping eternal life. So what does it really mean? It says, let us not grow weary of doing good. And that was the key for me. Why would I grow weary of, of doing good if the fruit of the Spirit is goodness? And that's because the flesh dies and the flesh wears out. If you are growing weary of doing good, then you are sowing to the flesh. You are striving from your own efforts. The goodness is not pouring out of you as fruit. It's pouring out of you as works. And you're trying to satisfy the law. So do not grow weary of doing good. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 through 31, it says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and, and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Do not grow weary. Wait on the Lord. And soon you will reap that eternal life.
Let's pray. Dear Lord God, help me to wait on you. Lord, give me your spirit. Help me to sow to your spirit that your fruit may be manifest in my life. As we go through this day, Lord, remind me to wait on you and trust that you will renew my strength. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you.